Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. The word of prayer became for this time. Eternal Lord, your word says, "Where two or three are gathered, we are more than that." And Lord, as we have come together, and also the extended church online, as we come together, Lord, your presence is here in our midst. And Lord, we pray that you would speak to our hearts, Father. Lord, you are there, and all the angels. We are not alone in this world. The angels of God are there with us, worshiping you, Lord. As we worship you, angels of God join with us, Father. Thank you, Lord. We look up to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. And Lord, we run this race, knowing that you will bring it to completion, Father. Lord, as we continue looking about the importance of walking under authority, Lord, you will keep speaking to us, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Okay. Uh, so, as we continue looking at walking or being under authority, today I want to share with you about what are the benefits and what is the blessing when we learn to stay under authority. What do we gain? by being under authority you know when we learn to stay there how does it benefit us in the book book of romans chapter 13 and honor to all to whom it is due see the reason why god instructs to give honor is a blessing that comes behind that the high priest was insensitive to her pain but he was also spiritually numb he thought that her struggle was because she was drunk now she had come into the presence of god hoping to receive some comfort from all the pain instead what we see here is she is misunderstood and judged wrongly by the highest spiritual authority and proclaimed as a wicked woman now every year she would come to shiloh empty handed with no child to present before the lord and every year she encountered those looks subtle mockings around her by people around her you see one of the most painful experiences for a woman is the failure to conceive you know everybody knows how the subtle looks that people would give the references by relatives why don't you visit a doctor and you know all those painful negative remarks which makes a woman in that situation just wants to do a banishing act you know she has to bear with not only the pain of not able to conceive but even the painful remarks now think about it how would we would respond in a situation like this you know imagine if your pastor 
would accuse you of wrong intentions at the moment of your deepest pain. What would go through our mind? <clears throat> you know, we would ask the question, is this, is this person really a pastor? Doesn't he know that I'm fasting and pray, crying out to God? What an insensitive, unspiritual fellow. I don't want to, you know, we would get angry and we would say, I don't want to be part of such a church. This would be the last time that I would come to worship God in this church. You know, you could have even spoken in anger at that moment saying, you know, we could have, we could have said, you call yourself a man of God and can't you recognize that I am somebody in pain? Can't you recognize someone in deep prayer? What kind of a pastor are you? What kind of a church is this? You see, I have, you have said, I've had it. I will have said, that's enough. I'm going to find another church with a pastor who's sensitive to me, sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, this would not be very uncommon in our churches today. Even though we may not say it directly to the pastor, but definitely behind his back to other members of the church. We will talk to other people in the church against the leadership. We will not be satisfied unless we do it. And humanly speaking, we are perfectly justified in having that reaction because we have been offended, we have been wrongly accused, we have been put down. So even though we may not say directly to the man of God or to our leader, behind his back we may talk. But I wanted to look at Hannah's response when she was severely insulted. Let's have a look at how did Hannah respond in a situation like that. You know, First Samuel chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I'm a woman who is deeply troubled. I've not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. You look there. <clears throat> Hannah responded with respect and honor. Even though Eli's actions and understanding of the situation was outright wrong, and even though he did not deserve the honor, but Hannah honored the position of authority in her life. She recognized that Eli carried the authority of the high priest. She even went to the extent of assuring him that she was not a wicked woman. Actually, if you read the Bible, if you read about Eli, we will find the high priest, his own children and mothers. The judgment of God was hanging on her. Her focus was on his behavior. Her focus was not on his behavior. She did not focus on what kind of a person Eli was. Her focus was on her response. Anna was a woman who truly feared God. If anything was wrong with the leader, that is not her concern. You know, she knew that God would believe to the literally beloved humility and humility. You know, we many times focus on the flaws 
and the weaknesses of the leader rather than focusing on what is our response. Let me take you to a few passages. The book of Romans chapter 14 verse 4. It says, who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master, he stands or falls. Who are you to judge another man's servant, it says there. And the book of Romans chapter 13, verse 1, the authorities that exist have been established by God. And verse 4, it says, those authorities are God's servant. It says, every authority is God's servant. That means... They are not our servants. Get that very clear. They are not our servants. You know, think about it. If, let me give you this illustration. If I were to walk into one of your homes and, you know, I decide to take it upon myself to judge and order the servants in your house, you would not really appreciate that. You might be very nice with me because I'm a pastor and in Say, Pastor, we will take care of our servants. You don't have to break your head. Every man of God, listen to what I'm saying. Every man of God is God's servant and God will deal with them. He is accountable to God. We don't submit based on how good or bad they are. We honor and submit because of their position. It doesn't matter how good or bad they are. That's not our question. We submit because of the opposition that they hold and we honor them. But when Hannah responded to criticism with honor and respect, Eli's response changed. Look at what it says in verse 17 and 18. Eli answered, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you asked of him. She said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went away and ate something and her face was no longer downcast. See, Hannah continued submitting to him after all the negative things that he spoke. She honored him and she said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. She was honoring this man of God and even thanked him for his word of blessing. See, Hannah did not go around questioning what kind of a blessing can this man give. You know, he, he does not have a great testimony. He has not been walking in the right ways. What kind of a blessing can this man of God give? She received that blessing with faith. What happened after that was 19 and 20. Early the next morning and they arose and worshipped before the Lord. And then went back to their home at Ramah. Elkanah lay with Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. God used a fleshly or a carnal, insensitive priest to release the words to bring forth the conception of a promise. The closed womb was open and life came out of darkness. And the next year, she held little Samuel at her breast. This little boy was later responsible to become a mighty man of God to bring revival to Israel. He was the result of the promise 
given by the man of God was not leading a righteous life. There is a powerful principle we need to learn here. When God places his authority on a person, no matter what his private or personal behavior is, we will still receive blessings if we are willing to look beyond it and honor him as a man sent by God. When we are willing to honor him as a man sent by God, irrespective of what kind of a life he is leading, because we know that he's a man of God and we honor him, there is a blessing behind that. The Bible very clearly talks about corrupt authorities and godly ones. But if we who are under authority take it upon ourselves to pass judgment on authorities, you know what we are doing? We are taking the position of being a judge over our leaders. That's what happened. We are coming to a position of becoming a judge over our leaders. It's an act of pride. And when we lift ourselves above the... Uh, it's an act of pride that when, uh, when we are lifting ourselves above the authorities that God places in our life. We are walking in pride when we judge our authorities. In other words, we lifted ourselves above the wisdom and plan of God. You know, unknowingly or without realizing, we are saying, God, you are not doing anything about these authorities, so let me do something about them. That's what we are saying. You know, these authorities are going in the wrong direction. I let me do something about them. See, Hannah acknowledged the authority on Eli's life and she honored it. He wrongly judged her. He insulted her and yet she continued honoring him. If she would have gone by what she saw with her eyes and heard with her ears, she had already heard Eli was not walking in the right way. And now she's experiencing, she's seeing here is him, him insulting Hannah. If she would have gone by what she had seen and what she had heard, and she would have judged his sinful behavior, and what would have happened is the possibility she could have lost a blessing. But if leaders living in sin or walking in corruption, we, it's not necessary we need to live there. But it clearly says, and we need to move away from such leaders. We should not drink from a defiled fountain. You see, God judges everything in his own time. Own time. Moving away does not give us the right to dishonor them. You don't have to stay under their covering when the leader is living in sin. But that doesn't mean that we have the right to be critical about them. That doesn't give us the right to judge them. We need not obey at such times, but we still need to honor them. David is a good example of having the right attitude. Even after being driven away from the presence of a demonically tormented king, he still honored King Saul until the day of his death. David never spoke against King Saul. David understood that Saul was the Lord's anointed servant. We may feel sad about the act, wrong actions of our leaders, but never forget to honor them. 
even if they are wrong never forget to honor them honoring means what does honoring mean honoring means we don't speak ill of them we don't speak ill of them we don't have the wrong attitude in our heart about them let me take it to another aspect matthew's gospel chapter 10 verse 40 to 42 this is jesus saying he who receives you receives me and he who receives me receives the one who sent me now jesus is talking to his disciples says anyone who receives you as disciples of jesus are actually receiving jesus and when they receive jesus they receive the father anyone who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward and anyone who receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward and if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is my disciple i tell you the truth he will certainly not lose his reward there are two points that jesus was trying to communicate here the first one is the flow of authority starting with the father and then to the son jesus next in the order of the authority is the prophet the prophets are the lord's spokesmen then jesus talks about the righteous man and then he talks about even the least among his disciples it doesn't matter even when unbelievers have respected the least of god's disciples they also receive the reward because they honor men of god you know such thing today i find is many times believers do not honor and respect the men of god i find people in the world have a lot more honor and respect for men of god and people of god and i see god blessing them here we see there is an order of authority that flows from the father to jesus to the ministers of the gospel and then even to the least of the disciples the second point is found in how you receive them or how you honor them as ultimately sent by god and you receive the corresponding reward mark's gospel chapter 6 verses 2 to 5 when the sabbath came let me show you something here when the sabbath came he began to teach in the synagogue jesus and many who heard him were amazed where did this man get these things they asked what's this wisdom that has been given him that he even does miracles isn't this the carpenter isn't this mary's son and the brother of james joseph judas and simon aren't they sisters here with us and they took offense at him jesus said to them only in his hometown among his relatives in his own house is a prophet without honor he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them now it says that if you read there jesus could not do any miracles in his hometown because why they did not receive jesus with honor they did not receive jesus with honor you know they treated him just as a carpenter that's what they said they said he's a carpenter they did not honor him but you see when we receive someone as sent by god we honor his position or office they did not honor jesus as sent from god 
as the messiah they did not they considered him as a carpenter their idea of a messiah was completely different they expected a king would come to set them free from the roman empire you know but they didn't expect him to be born as a baby in a manger to the carpenter's family you know what it says there in the passage it says jesus could not do any miracles it did not say it does not say jesus would not do any miracles it says jesus could not his hands were tied he could not do any miracles you know he was restrained from doing any great miracles it was only a few small miracles that he could do now i want you to think about it the son of god filled with the spirit of god without measure was restricted he could not do great miracles why the answer is they did not receive him with honor they did not receive him with honor he you know because he did not come the way they expected the messiah to come you see where is a prophet or a man of god without honor too often it is in his home in his in his whole uh, house and among his own people we find that about moses we find that his own brother and sister looked down on moses there is another similar incident and it's found in second samuel chapter 6 david the anointed one of god you know his victory was being celebrated when he won the victory over the philistines and then his victory was being celebrated on the street but when he came home everybody was celebrating the victory that david had won but when he came home he was despised or looked down by his own wife michael she looked down on him because he was dancing like a madman on the streets here was the king of israel dancing like a madman on the streets and she looked down on david what happened she did not honor him as a man of god she did not honor him as the anointed one of god the result is michael his wife missed the blessing that god had foreordained for her you see david had the power to bless his house but because she did not honor him and receive him in the right way she missed the blessing of god now let me tell you only those who are, whose hearts are humble those who are hungry those who are teachable are the ones who can receive from god if you want to receive from god we need to come to that place of humility we got to come to the place of we are hungry and we are teachable we are hungry to receive from god they are the ones who are willing to receive the ones sent by god they are the ones who are willing to receive as people sent by god that's why you see in the bible the poor were blessed but the pharisees and the scholars of jesus time they missed out on the messiah they never received the poor people were able remember you know let me tell you this often times god will send us what we need in a package that we would least expect you know it might be a package that we may not uh, expect we don't want that kind of a package but god may send somebody like that 
See, when God sends it in this kind of package, how we receive it will show the true condition of our heart. Are we submitted to his authority or do we resist his authority? John's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 19. You do not know me or my father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my father also. You see, those who know the heavenly father will recognize his authority is manifested in the one that the father sends. See, it does not have to be explained. does not have to be taught. It does not have to be proved. It does not. Who is the person that God chooses to put his authority upon? Now, one of the dangers that oftentimes we find in the bigger cities is we evaluate a man of God by his worldly credentials. Okay, if he's, if he's got a lot of secular degrees and if he comes from a great family, he's considered as a great man of God. Now, we all want to listen. If he's got great accomplishments in the world, we all want to listen to him. But if the packaging is not right, then the right honor is withheld. It is proportional to the kind of package, but that is not how God works. You know, sometimes God from a village speak English well. And God may put his authority upon that. Such a man as a man of God, only then we can receive the blessings of God. It's not necessary that a man of God has to have very great degrees, highly qualified. It can be an ordinary man from the village. And God decides to put his authority on that person. Are we willing to receive that man of God? Otherwise, if we don't receive them as a man of God, why? Because she was not willing to honor David as the man of God. See, the degree to which we receive and honor the messenger as sent by God is the degree through we, we receive from God through that person. Let me repeat that. The level to which we are willing to receive and honor as the messenger sent by God to that level we will receive what God wants us to have from that man of God. If we dishonor them, then that will be our portion. We will not receive anything. If we give them great honor, then we will be honored by God. When we honor the men of God, God will honor us. You know, I know a man of God personally whose qualification, he studied only about fifth standard. But let me tell you, today... He pastors a church of more than 15,000 members. Very powerful anointed man of God. Demons scream miles away when they see him. You know, people are praying for deliverance. Miles I have studied the lives of many people over the years. And I've asked myself this thing. Why is it said that such spiritual are not received and found? In the, it depends on the way they honor God's servant. Wonderful believers, faithful in the church, actively involved in all kinds of ministries. They do everything and yet they do not see a breakthrough in their lives. The answer is depend, lies in the way they honor. It's with dishonor. They do not honor the man of God. 
You know, I personally made it a point to stay far away from people who dishonor the men of God. I didn't want to be part of that group that talks negatively about a man of God. Why? Because I don't want to lose my blessing. And many, many years ago, we had the privilege to visit <laughs> uh, you know, two countries. Uh, once it was Dubai, another time it was Malaysia. And both the times we went to visit uh, many of our old church members. And the kind of reception that they gave us, the kind of hospitality was overwhelming and something that I was personally feeling very uncomfortable because I was not used to that kind of a treatment. When the Lord spoke to me at the time, he said, the Lord told me, I love them to do so. You know, I was getting very uncomfortable. They were, you know, they were really, really going out of their way to do things for us. And I was like, I was very uncomfortable. Then the Lord said, allow them to do so. You know what the Lord told me? The Lord spoke to me and said, when they honor you, they are honoring me. They are honoring the authority and the anointing that I've placed on you. And when they honor you, the door is open for them to receive my blessing. He said, if you do not allow them to do what they're doing for you, you will close the door for their blessing. When I realized this, it made me more humble. Every time someone honors me, I recognize it has nothing to do with me. Absolutely nothing to do with me as a person. It's recognized it's the gift of God on me that they honor. They honor me the position they are honoring the anointing that God has placed over me. And this is only God's grace and has nothing to do with me as a person. Let's look at the words again of Jesus. John's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 20. I tell you the truth, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. And whoever accepts the one, accepts me, accepts the one who sent me. Look at that. Jesus says, you know, whoever accepts the one that I send accepts me. And whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. You see, there is a chain of order that Jesus describes here. He says, the Father sent Jesus, and Jesus sends the fivefold ministers, that is, the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the pastors, the evangelists. When we receive his appointed ministers, what actually happens is we are receiving Jesus. You see, when we honor these men of God, actually we honor Jesus and in turn we honor the Father. You know, we're receiving the Father. And this chain of order does not stop with just the fivefold ministers, but it continues to those appointed by the minister. What about the worship leader? What about the cell group leader? What about the person in charge of the sound system? Do we honor them as much as we honor the servant of God? It might even be the person who just puts the chairs, cleans the place, washes the bathrooms. Do we honor them? They have been appointed by the pastor, who has been appointed by Jesus, was appointed by the Father. Now, it is, you know, we got, we got to see here is all about seeing 
God's authority in the people we encounter. Let me close with the story from the Bible. It's a story of Naaman, the commander of the Syrian army. He had leprosy and there was no hope of a cure. His Hebrew servant girl told him there was a prophet in Elisha's house. Let's go to the passage, 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 9 to 11. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped the door of Elisha's house. Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away and to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of God because he was the commander and healing. I shall come out, but not a mere servant or an employee because after all, Naaman was a very important man. Now he felt very humiliated. He felt realize it has nothing to do with the personality. It has nothing to do with the person. We will stop running from one great man of God to another. It has to do with the authority that is vested in the man which we can trace back to Jesus. You know, we will stop name dropping. You know, what, what I mean is we will stop saying, I know so and so big, big man of God. You know, it was in the ministry at a personal level. We will stop saying, you know, I want to be prayed by so and so great man of God. Praise God if you know them and you have been prayed over and you baptized by them, but don't get carried away by it. Learn to stay under God-ordained authority and the blessings will flow. As believers, the same principle applies to all the authorities in our life. We need to honor and receive civil authorities, employers, teachers, and others who are appointed. We should honor our parents. We should honor our husbands. When we do so, we are promised a reward. And finally, the word of God says, let us give double honor to those who serve in the ministry of the word of God, because that is what the Bible tells us. You know, when we do that, you know, when we honor them, you know, God will bless us. Just as, you know, Hannah received the gift of her baby because she was willing to honor the position of the high priest. You know, God blessed her with a child who went on to become a great prophet of God. You know, it doesn't matter who the person is. We honor the position. We respect the position and God will bless us. Let me look to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we want to thank you, Lord. Lord, we want to thank you for the life of Anna. And she was willing to overlook the personal life and flaws in Eli the high priest and honor the position. And she, by faith, received the blessing that Eli gave her. And Lord, we see, because she was willing to do that, you blessed her with a child who went on to become a great man of God. And Lord, times when we have been judgmental, critical about those in authority, we ask for forgiveness, Lord. Father, give us the grace to honor them no matter what kind of a life they may live, Lord. And Lord, when we do that, you will bless us. Let us recognize the authority flows from the Father 
through Jesus to the ministers of the gospel that you have appointed. And Lord, we belong in every person who is involved in some kind of ministry and through whom the authority flows, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That really spoke to me. And I pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this. It doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at. Our Heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this. If you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again. And I'm really hoping to see you next week.